another episode of my Mill Creek review series and this will be a solo episode with just me and uh, that's okay because we're going to be talking about a really fun movie today and if this is the first episode you've heard of the Mill Creek review series let me just uh, you know fill you in on what this is all about so if you know real quickly if you remember those like 50 movie packs uh, with like a ton of like B B-movies, uh, sci-fi, horror, action, whatever you can think of, uh, put in these like DVD uh, box sets. That's uh, And they're put out by this company called Mill Creek. So that is what I'm going to be talking about. And so I'm going through the, uh, each one of the box sets that I own. Uh, the first one is called Chilling Classics. I'm going through each movie one by one and doing a review of it and let you guys know what I think of each movie. Uh, because, hey, someone's got to go through all these box sets and just, you know, see what kind of weird, wild, uh, fun movies there are in here. So, and I'm going to tell you all about each and every one of them. So I'm starting off with the first box set, uh, that I've ever bought the Chilling Classics set. And, uh, the, the movie for this episode is a movie called Bad Taste. This movie is released in 1987. And it's from a very famous director that most people will know from the Lord of the Rings movie series, uh, a King Kong remake, The Hobbit, you know, all those great epic movies. Uh, this guy's name is Peter Jackson. Before he made all those great classic epic fantasy movies, he did some lower budget movies at the beginning of his career that actually were not that bad. And so Bad Taste is his first feature length film. And this is actually one of the, probably one of the better movies on this box set that I own, I think. Um, you know, at its face value, like, if you if people just watch it, like, a general moviegoer watches it, they're going to be like, oh, this is a really crappy movie. But I think when you really take a step back and look at it and see what Peter Jackson was doing, it's a really great movie. It's a really fun movie. It's a funny, there's lots of great comedy in this movie. Um, there's really some cool, like gore effects, special effects, um, for a no budget movie that was filmed over a span of four years, like on the weekends, this is a great movie. I think that, you know, this was meant to be like really kind of like cheesy and I think that's kind of what they were going for. So yeah, I think, I think if you watch this movie with that in mind, you're really going to have a better appreciation for it. I, you know, it's been a while since I've seen this movie and I rewatched it for this episode and it's, it's really, it's just a fun, I just, it's really a fun movie. I had a blast watch rewatching this movie. So you're not really going to recognize any of the actors. Um, uh, this was filmed in New Zealand. So I imagine it's, it's a bunch of like Peter Jackson's friends that he got to, to be in this movie with him. 
And yes, he is in this movie. He plays a variety of characters in this movie, which is interesting. I will, I will get to that here in a minute. Basically, you know, if I had to categorize this movie, um, I would say it's like a comedy, but it also really reminds me of those cheesy action movies from the eighties. Uh, there's lots of like gunfights and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a shoot 'em up action movie as well. But then you know, also you have a little bit of horror and a little bit of sci-fi mixed in there too. Uh, so it's a really fun movie. Uh, definitely one of those ones you just kind of sit down and turn your brain off and just enjoy the ride. So to give you like a summary of the plot, what this movie is actually about, there's uh, it starts off with an alien invasion and the aliens, they invade this small town in New Zealand. And it's like less than 100 people that live here. And the government finds out about it. The only reason they find out is because one of the residents manages to call uh, and let them know that there's that this invasion is going on before you know you hear them get killed over the phone. So the government, they find out that there's this invasion going on and they're like, who should we send? We need to send our our strongest, you know, army forces and, you know, the, we need, we need to send out all of our military to battle these alien forces. And the guy in charge, he's like, we'll just send the boys. And, you know, he hits this, you know, he hits the button to call the boys. And so that was kind of funny. Just like, who are these boys, you know? And so we get introduced to these boys and it's, it's four guys. That's right. There's only four of them. Uh, that's the New Zealand's, uh, alien invasion forces for these four guys and their names are Derek, Barry, Frank, and Ozzy. So you were first introduced to Barry and Derek. Barry is just kind of a normal guy, you know, normal, no nonsense kind of guy. And Derek is a guy that's kind of watching from a distance with binoculars. And he's kind of, he's kind of like a lookout for Barry. And, but Derek is kind of like, kind of has a crazy side to him too. He's just, he's a really out there character. And he's probably my favorite character in the movie, if I'm really thinking about it. And uh, Derek is actually played by the director, Peter Jackson. And what's interesting is, uh, with Peter Jackson, what he's done with this movie is, him and his friends, like, so the four guys I just named, uh, you know, the main uh, heroes of our story, if you say, they also play other characters in the movie. If you really pay attention, you'll see that, uh, our actors kind of play a variety of different roles within this movie just because it's a basically like a no budget movie. So each person had to play, you know, multiple roles. So I think one of the coolest things about this movie was what Peter Jackson did was, you know, he not only directed this movie, but he also played at least two roles that I know of. He played the role of Derek. He played one of the main aliens called Robert. He's one of the main aliens in there that they mentioned by name. And what's interesting about that is not only does he play two different characters, he plays the two different characters in the same scene. Like, and so it's really cool. Like I didn't even really notice that they were the same person, like just the way that they look. It's, you know, there's just some simple things that they've done. Like one person, one character has facial hair and one doesn't one wears glasses and one doesn't, they, they wear their hair a little bit differently, but they look like two different people but it's the same actor. So that's what's really cool. So there's this one scene where Derek has trapped the alien Robert and Derek is kind of doing a crude form of interrogation, trying to get some information from this alien. And Robert is, is not wanting to talk, but it's just cool. The way the camera goes back and forth between the characters, like 
you think that they were both there at the same time, just the way that they shot it. And the editing is done really well. That's one of, really one of the things that I want to really say about this movie is even though it's Peter Jackson's first movie, he does a really good job with the camera work. Like the editing is really, really good. The special effects are, are really good for a no budget movie. I would say like this has some like over the top gore and uh, even the aliens, you know, you get to see the true form of the aliens later on in the movie and they look pretty cool with the invention of high definition. You can kind of see some of the flaws in the effects, um, especially with the alien costumes. But, but other than that, this, this is, this film is just fantastic. So, so, you know, like I said, the plot, you know, you kind of start off hearing about the alien invasion, the New Zealand government, they send their crack team of alien invasion specialists. You know, these four guys that they're that called the boys. So, like I said, you have Barry and Derek are the first people we're introduced to. We're all, then a little bit later, we're introduced to, to Frank and Ozzy. And they drive this really cool Ford car. I think it's, it might be a Ford Mustang. It's really, it's really a bitching car. But anyway, these guys are kind of like gung-ho. Like, they have lots of guns. These are kind of like your typical action movie guys. The uh, You know, I think like Frank and Ozzy, you know, they're the two guys that, you, that are going to take that are going to shoot up the bad guys the most. And just it's just a really fun journey watching all four of these characters go through this movie. The investigators, they descend on this town. They, you know, they kind of see some crazy stuff. They like, okay, there are, there are really, there is something really crazy going on in this town because they get attacked by what appears to be townspeople, but, um, it's not like they, they, they quickly discover that it's aliens that can disguise themselves as, as the townspeople. So, uh, so you get into that a little bit, but, uh, what there's a little bit of, uh, there's a little bit of, uh, complication though that enters into the scene. They can't just eradicate all the aliens, uh, without prejudice because there is a, um, door to door donation collector, guy that kind of enters the town and unbeknownst to him, the town is overrun by aliens that their main goal in invading earth is to find a new food source. They want to try out humans as their latest uh, fast food craze or whatever for their intergalactic fast food restaurant. So it's, it's really crazy story, but that's, that's what it is. That's what it's all about. So this door to door donation collector, he enters this town and he has no idea what he's about to step into. And so he gets chased around by these, uh, crazy people basically you know the aliens when they take human form they just act like crazy people they have axes and all kinds of weapons that they go and try to kill people with so anyway so that just adds a complication for the boys because now they have to rescue this donation collector guy because he's about his name is giles and he's about to be the aliens last meal before they fly back home um that was and you know, so we get into the theme of cannibalism. And that's one of the things that I really noticed about this movie was an inspiration from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This, I really feel like this movie got some inspiration from that movie because you see the house where the aliens are living and you see like the cook for the aliens. And he doesn't necessarily look like Leatherface, but this movie just has that kind of low budget, kind of uh, grungy kind of vibe to it that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre had. And so this, that, that was really something that I thought about a lot while watching this movie. So I think that if I had to recommend this movie to peep to a certain type of movie watcher, I would recommend this movie to anybody that loves like 
cheesy B-movies. Uh, anybody that... I would say that this movie is a step above the type of movies that you would see on like Mystery Science Theater 3000. I think this would be a perfect fit for that for that show, but I think it's also a step above those types of movies. I think at face of value, it may look like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 type movie, but I think it is a step above those movies, just with the quality of the filmmaking. And, and to really think about, this is Peter Jackson's first feature film. He really did a great job. And I think, you know, when you rewatch this movie more than once, you really gain an appreciation for what he did um, in this movie. This movie really calls to mind the Three Stooges for me, too. There's a lot of there's a lot of slapstick action in this movie. Um, like I said, it's very gory. There's actually some really good stunt work, I think, that's done. You know, you see, you know, people getting thrown around, people falling off buildings and stuff like that. Explosions and stuff like that. It's just it, they've done a lot with this movie. Um, and I, and I really like the cinematography too. I think that, uh, Peter Jackson has done some really cool stuff with the cinematography too. And, and what do you know? Peter Jackson also did the cinematography. Um, and I guess that's to be expected because with a no budget movie, you're going to have people kind of take on more than one role. So I think, and, you know, Peter Jackson deserves all the credit in the world for how well this movie is. It's, it's a lot better than it has any right to be. Uh, Peter Jackson was also the film editor, so I think that he he, he owed, there's a lot of credit um, that he is owed for just the way this film is shot. Like you have seen, like I said earlier, you have a scene where it's Peter Jackson playing both the characters in the scene, and it's shot so well, edited together so well that you don't even realize that it's, that is two of the same people, and it's really seamlessly done. Um, you know, Peter Jackson, I'm also noticing that he also did the makeup effects. So this is really cool. This is kind of a cool revelation for me. I have a lot more respect for Peter Jackson. Just seeing how he, how much he's done in this movie. Um, I'm just like, wow, I'm just like blown away. Like, so this guy gets a lot of credit for me. I know he's went on to do some other movies too, kind of in the same vein, like dead alive. Um, which has some, which is a super gory movie. Um, that movie really just kind of makes me sick. I just, I, it's like I hesitate to even watch that movie again. It's just so gross. Um, one of the things that I did notice is funny. So I mentioned that Frank and Ozzy, they drive this really badass Ford muscle car. I, I want to say, I keep wanting to say it's a Mustang, but it may be something else. You know, let me know uh, if you know what kind of car that they're driving because uh, it's really cool. But anyway, in their, in the back seat, they have these like house uh, stereo speakers that are hooked into their car stereo. And I think that's really hilarious because when I was in high school, my first car that I had was a 1985 Dodge Omni and it was a hatchback. And so, and in the rear window of the hatchback, you know, you have like, you have the, uh, oh, that carpet, the carpeting in that, in the window that kind of extends from the back of the the headrest of the back seat all the way to the back or whatever. Uh, so it kind of creates a little ledge there underneath the, that back window on the hatch. But, uh, so, but what I did there was I, I put in these two like home stereo speakers, these large <laughs> made out of wood speakers. I put those in the back window and I thought I was cool shit back then, you know, cause I had these big ass speakers in the back window of my, my, you know, Dodge hatchback. But anyway, so this movie really reminds me of that. So I think that's, that's a, a cool touch. Um, I, I really like the score too. I think 
there was a band that did some of the music for this movie, and, and it, it fits really well because it's it sounds like the music that you would hear in a typical 80s action movie or even like a horror movie, too. Like I said, you know, moving on, kind of talking about the gore in this movie, like you get like some headshots, you get a scene where a guy takes a chainsaw and basically like jumps into the mouth, falls into the mouth of an alien and comes out of his butthole. Yes, I kid you not. That is a scene in the movie. Um, one of the characters, I won't reveal who, uses a chainsaw to kind of like kill kill one of the aliens that way. And it's really crazy. Um, so if you take anything away from this review, just walk away knowing this is a movie you got to check out. Yeah, this movie, it's on Prime. It's on Tubi. So you, there's plenty of opportunities for you to watch it for free. It's only like an hour and a half, so it's an average length of time for a movie. So there's a lot of one-liners in this movie and um, that are really pretty funny. This you know this movie was made in the '80s, so you know, it's kind of like in the height of the the AIDS epidemic, which kind of, which is really a serious topic. But the name of the the group that uh, the boys are a part of is it's called the Astro Investigation and Defense Service. Um, that's the name of the investigation team, and you know, of course it spells AIDS. You know when you make it like an acronym or whatever. And there's even a scene where uh, one of the characters is saying, you know, we should really change that, change the name or whatever. So they kind of tried to, to reference that, you know, kind of make fun of the name a little bit too. Like I said, they shot this movie during weekends over a period of four years. So that's really interesting just to know that they kept the continuity. Like it looks like it was shot in a short amount of time, really, because everybody looks the same throughout the, throughout the movie I feel like um, so you really got to hand it to him for making things look like it was shot just in like a couple of weeks or whatever there, you know this movie does kind of remind me of another movie It's it kind of reminds me of Troll 2 in a way um, especially with some of the food that the uh, you know in Troll 2 you have the goblins and they're trying to get people to eat this really gross green food well in Bad Taste you have the aliens eating this really gross green goop as well. So that that this kind of like a callback to Troll 2 in my mind. It's funny uh, looking at some of the titles that the movie's released under in other countries. You know, in Brazil, <laughs> this movie's called Trash Total Nausea. Italy is called Out of Mind. And Mexico is called Mince Meat. And Portugal is called Human Meat Wanted. And in Russia, it was, it was under the title Alien Stew. So that's really cool. So an interesting fun fact too. Um, so like I mentioned, this movie is in my Mill Creek box set, the Chilling Classics set, but actually it was uh, still copyrighted. I guess, uh, I don't know, I guess like a lot of people think that the movies in the 50 packs are like public domain, which some of them are, but some of them are not. But I think that's kind of how they get away with putting them in the 50 packs is they try to find like a ton of like public domain stuff. But anyway, it turns out that uh, this movie was copyrighted, and I think uh, so they had to pull it from later sets that were created. So, so my set still, so I've got one of the older sets that still has this movie in it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So my advice would be to go out and catch this movie on Prime or whatever, or Tubi. Um, catch this as soon as you can. This was a really fun '80s movie. Um, Especially like you, like I said, if you like cheesy B movies, go and check this movie out. Um, you won't be disappointed.
So if you want to stay up to date on what's going on with the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Black Cat Podcast. I will post on there whenever we have a new episode. And also, I will post on Instagram. My Instagram account is at Andy Usry. It's at A-N-D-Y-U-S-S-E-R-Y. And I'll post on there whenever I, knew it, whenever I have a new episode as well. And and I'm also a part of the SIP network, the Slightly Irregular Podcast Network. You know, it's a collection of really cool podcasts. You should go check out their website, sipnet.us. And there you'll see all the different podcasts that are available under the network. And I'm really thankful to be part of the network and to have their support. And uh, if you want to catch up uh, with my co-host Dave and what he's doing, he is on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Dave underscore Phantom. And uh, he is going to be releasing a new episode of Podcast from Another World. So definitely go check that out. It's over on the Terrible Terror podcast feed. It's always uh, a fun show to listen to if you have not checked it out yet. So thanks again for everybody for checking out this Mill Creek review. I'm excited to move on to the next movie, which I don't know what that is. So it'll be a surprise for me and for you guys. So anyway, you've been listening to the world of horror.